Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Mind, Mind Body, Body Stuff. Stuff. I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. We're so glad you're here listening and hopefully conversing with us in your heads or out loud or yeah, <laughs> in your journals or however, however we can be in conversation with you all. Don't forget, you can go to our website and um, go start a new thread and we can chat and talk about all the things that we've said that... <laughs> Make you mad or that make you think or remember it's just our opinions. We're not experts, just some silly opinions out there. Um, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Oh yeah, because that's awesome. That makes us come up more often for lots and lots of people all over the world. Oh yes, yes. all over the world, all over the world. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, that's nice. I know. Thank you. Thanks. So, we just did a workshop last weekend. We did. Workshop number four, which is Let Love In. Let Love In. And it was, it's it's a pretty great workshop. It's, it's a very, uh, it's such a powerful workshop. I did not think it was going to affect me the way that it has. And we've done it. Um, three. This is our third time. We've done it three times three, now. This was our third time, and so... We keep having more and more revelations yeah. ourselves as we do it. Yeah. And so I think Kaylee has some really interesting stuff to share today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what What are those? What happened for you, Kaylee? <laughs> well, it's interesting because as most of you know, we did four different workshops this year and they all had a different theme. So um, they they were kind of split into the different parts of who we are. There was one about um, the physical body, one about the emotional body, one about the thinking body, and then this one was about the heart. Heart. And so as we were building and developing and just kind of daydreaming about these workshops, I always envisioned that the last one was going to be like the easiest. I thought, oh yeah, the love, the heart, like that seems like it was. It'll be kind of light. Yeah, and, yeah, and, um, like just feel good. Kind of like a big hug or something like that. Yeah, and part of it absolutely is like a big hug. It, I mean, there's literally hugging and holding hands and you know chanting together and and sending each other love notes there's there's all sorts of very Lots very of love. love loving gestures towards one another and towards ourselves but i guess the realizations that i had were what surprised me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so because we got to do it three times now <laughs> which wow if you have gone to one of our workshops and you go again it's kind of fascinating the different stuff that comes up mm -hmm. each time but the first time we did this workshop was in Tulum and um I didn't know if some of just kind of like the magic of having spent at this point um almost four full days with these with this group of women um if if that's why day four was so powerful and impactful I wasn't really sure because we had it, it was just really really special and kind of sacred time that we had spent together yeah. so and we were just in this magical place oh too. my gosh so just such a magical place I thought the same thing like I thought wow this is just we're just it's just pure magic now yeah but then I was like ah oh, maybe it's the location maybe it's because we spent so much time together mm -hmm. and then we went to Boise and did the workshop there and it was magical again mm -hmm. and we were you know we weren't in Tulum 
We were in Boise. Yeah. Johnny's is, Fit Club. Johnny's Fit Club. Gotta love it there. Got a little, little Johnny's there, Fit Club. And it was just as impactful. Yeah, it was really special. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then our third and last, or last time of this year, um, we were here in the in the studio in Missoula and there, this was our biggest group yet. There were 20 people who attended. And so, uh, I was a little apprehensive with a group that big, if we were going to be able to create that feeling, um, among strangers and they, I mean, the group did it. Oh yeah. It was pretty, uh, pretty amazing with that many people mm -hmm. and the intimacy everybody felt at the end. Yeah. And, um, and the growth that happened. I also thought, yeah, the same thing in Tulum, that we were together for so many days that we wouldn't see that amount of growth yeah, with this one workshop. But it hours. happened again in Boise, and it happened again here. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really... It was really cool. But anyways, I guess um, maybe some of the interesting self-reflection that I've done or the self-realization that I've done since these workshops, it actually, like, I don't know, it's big stuff for me. And I feel really, I feel really vulnerable actually talking about it because it's fresh for me and it's sensitive. And I don't know, B, if you feel this way, but there's like, um, it's kind of like scary to put your thoughts and feelings out on a podcast in the way that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know? it's vulnerable. We're definitely vulnerable when we do it. And yeah. And people may not agree with our opinions or our, you know. Or people can refer back to it later. I just had that happen where, you know, oh, I had a point. situation where someone was like quoting me back on one of the podcasts and, and then it feels like, oh, it felt invasive. But then on the other hand, I'm like, I'm putting this out there. <laughs> you know, I got frozen in time somewhere. I know. And yeah, they, they, they got me on that there. It's just, it's really interesting, you know, to be like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, I did say that and I did feel that way at that moment or like, you know, that I feel like was um taken out of context. I don't know, it's it's very interesting. And to that's think the about. beauty of these podcasts, I think, because they're so authentic. They are. We literally have no notes. <laughs> no notes, we're just texted chatting here. like, Hey, should we talk about this today? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Got my chai tea, sipping that. But I think it's like such a practice in just showing up and allowing yourself to be quote unquote seen. Which obviously you can't see us, but you can hear us, and it feels it, heard. Yeah, you, we're heard. Um, maybe we're understood. Maybe we're not. Maybe we've uh, maybe we've sparked something in you. Maybe we don't. I don't know. It's mm -hmm. a it's a vulnerable place, but it's such good practice every week. It just is kind good of showing practice. up and, and sitting to down model and, for all of us that yeah, you know, we do need to take time every week to just kind of go over in our heads and with someone if we're lucky, right? About what's What's up this week? You I can know? never do a podcast by myself, I don't think. I'm so, I just love like working through my stuff by talking about it with yeah. somebody else. You yeah. Know? I don't think I could do one alone either. And that's why I think a lot of the people that do the solo ones do interviews. Yeah, they do a lot of interviews, don't they? You know, it's, it's like, like, and here's an interview with, with Jane, yeah, so yeah. and so, who runs, you know, Running World or whatever. Right. Um, I was just listening to one of Danielle Laporte's podcasts this morning and, um, hi Danielle, hi Danielle, <laughs> you guys, guess what? Danielle <laughs> liked one of her niece's Instagram posts that about our workshop, about this let love in workshop. That means she actually went to your page or your whatever, profile, my whatever profile. they're called, Very and, and liked it. Um, but anyways, I was listening to one of her podcasts, but she only had six in her entire series. Oh, yeah. She probably I think it'd just... be hard to just sit and talk for an hour oh, by yourself. Alone? Anyways, I, I'm still trying to get to my point if anyone cares about it. But here are my... It's a good point. Well, it's interesting. And it's kind of sad. So maybe that's why I'm stalling. Mm. 
I don't think it's sad. I think mm-hmm. it's sad. Of course, I'm al- I should allow you to have your feelings. But well, it just is like kind of shocking. So, anyways, I'm going to talk about it because it feels vulnerable. It feels so enlightening. It feels yeah, but also there's like I'm feeling a sadness around it. But mm-hmm. anyways, I'll share it. Um, so with the first one, when we were in Tulum, um, uh, I learned about, like, I, I learned that I, I'm not very good at creating loving relationships that just don't totally, um, consume me and the person who's in that relationship. And I realized the work that I need to do is figuring out, um, how to set healthy boundaries and that actually setting boundaries is a way to show love. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so that's been kind of a big realization for me. And just kind of thinking about the relationships as I move forward with, um, yeah, just with different people and just different. Um, as your life progresses. Yeah, and- as my mm-hmm. personal life situation progresses, you know, how I interact with, um, people outside of my, my immediate family unit, I should say. So that was interesting. And I, I know I've got some work to do there. And then at this next one in Boise, I had a lot of revelation about, um, my marriage Mm -hmm. and about like, so with the first one, I was like, oh my gosh, I let love too far in. And then I feel like, oh, I feel like I, I have no boundaries and this is unhealthy and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's where I need to do the work. And then after the Boise one, I was like, wait a minute. I don't know if I actually fully let the love from my partner in. And then I'm like, oh no, I guess I have issues with not letting love, <laughs> love in. in when I thought I had issues with letting too much love in or letting, you know, letting love consume me. Um, and so in this Boise one, and you actually had a similar revelation afterwards, I was talking to Bernice when we got home and I was like, I don't know if I totally let Rob's love in. And she's like, oh, too bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> And then it was like a week later or something like that. A week later was it after the it was after the after Boise the Boise one. one and um and I was like well that's too bad for Kaylee she can't let Rob's love in and we do an exercise <laughs> where we where we have to let someone's love in and um and I was like I never choose my husband in that exercise sure and then I realized oh I don't really want to choose him yeah <laughs> to let yeah. and I realized I had the same issue and it's funny when you look at it in terms of people you're very intimate with Mm -hmm. sometimes they're the hardest people to let in Mm -hmm. you know why do you think i don't know why it's like when you're dating of course you're just all like come in oh don't you think like i feel like i'm like let's stare at each other for hours and you know make out and you know (laughs) let's make out Or whatever, you know, so you just cute. are so intimate with that, yeah. that newfound love. Yeah. And then let's say 10 years, 15 years goes yeah. by and you, I feel just, I built like just all the life events, living and mm-hmm. working and having children. If you have them, I just built up a bunch of layers of, um, stuff over that love. It feels like, oh yeah, that's a great way to put it. I think. Doesn't it kind of feel, it kind yeah. of reminds me of Fortnite, if you guys play Fortnite at all. <laughs> no. You probably don't. <laughs> but the guys, they're always like, you know, they see an enemy, and then they have this ability to just build these um, sheds around them. It's all, and so they're building these sheds around them all the time. It's a weird concept. I'm like, what is the purpose of the shed? But I kind of feel like that's what I've done in my long-term relationship 
is that I've kind of built these sheds over the top of me. Like mm-hmm. whether it's like, well, we tried, we had kids and then this thing happened mm-hmm. and then, and then I have to work and you have to leave. And then I had to build another shed over my heart. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I feel like, uh, also one of my revelations, here's a side revelation. I start every sentence on this podcast with, and I feel that, or, <laughs> and I think that, so I'm sorry. I don't even notice I need that. a new, I need a new uh, beginnings to a sentence, but I've been trying. So, so I had this, I had this like revelation. I'm like, I don't know if I fully let Rob's love in. Rob's love in. Yeah. I don't know if I fully do. And I, I never got to the why. I just got to the revelation of, I think I still have like a, um, some guarding around mm-hmm. my heart. Some- Funny too, because it's all about boundaries. Yeah. If we're thinking like mm-hmm. boundaries in the beginning, not having boundaries, mm-hmm. and then knowing people and then being like, uh-oh, you know, mm-hmm. I better put a boundary, you know, mm-hmm. I'm guarded. And I almost think because we have... Um, we have built a life together. We have built, you know, 15 years together. We have a family and children and we've become been obviously a lot so together. intertwined that, uh, it, the more, the more you're intertwined with someone, it almost is the scarier it would be to lose them. Oh, good. That's so good. then you're like, Oh gosh. Like if I, if I don't protect my, like, what if something happens? Oh yeah. What if something happens? This would kill me because I have created and and meshed myself with this this person in so many ways that that almost gets like uh, scarier and scarier. When you enmesh yourself with someone that you have no brand um, new, brand new, there's nothing scary about it really because you're like, I've got nothing to lose. Yeah, that's right, and it's more exciting. And it's exciting. But like, I don't know. I feel like this, the, the, you know, if you're, if we're at a, at a poker table, it's just like more and more and more and more and more chips are stacked in that relationship. Yeah, and, and then you're, you're like, afraid to lose them. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, yeah, lose this whole pile. I've got to make sure that I'm protected here. Right. In this. And not too dependent. Maybe. Yeah. And so I, I guess after the second time doing this workshop, I couldn't really figure out why I just came to the revelation that I, that I do still have some protection. And that's a very good point, Kaylee, because I think a lot of us get hung up on the why sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so we get kind of stuck there versus just saying, okay, maybe the why will come to me, yes. but I do know this is where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So that we don't get stuck on on the why, because that can take a long, long time and kind of stops us from taking action on what we know is the issue. Well, and then lucky for me, it didn't take too long. It took a couple weeks until we did the workshop again. Yes, because we got to do the workshop again. Again in Missoula last weekend, and I started to understand my why Mm. behind this. Mm Mm-hmm. So just a little refresh, we talk about this, um, this, the relationship with love, giving love, so sending love out, receiving love, how much we allow in, and then self-love. So looking at it as like a triangle or a three-legged stool and how all the, all the pieces or all the legs need to be somewhat equal so that we can have a, a stable base. Um, but a stable love base, a stable love base. <laughs> but so I was like, I don't know, I guess with the self love, I, w- I felt like, oh yeah, I think I'm good there. 
Um, I'm not amazing there, but I, you know, I don't know. I, but you I, were always very confident. You were like, I mean, you yeah. weren't like, oh, but you were kind of like, no, but I think I'm pretty solid in that area. Yeah, and you've been so honest about how your glasses are that you're unlovable. But with me, I was kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I totally know how that feels. You know, I'm very, I've been very clear that I've got these like, I'm insignificant glasses and, you know. Um, kind of not worthy sometimes maybe. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess I'm getting to the unworthy part because I thought it was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to make myself proud. I've got to make other people proud in order to be significant or to matter in people's lives. And I realized that. That kind of tied back to your parents making them, but there was always about, we're so proud of you, Kaylee. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I realized, oh my gosh, I actually don't think that I, uh, have very good self-love. And I realized that one of the things that uh, I do to protect myself is, um, is I think, actually, because I don't feel totally worthy of the love that maybe my husband gives me or the love that other people give me. And I, and so then I, I put up a protective wall to be like, no, don't, don't fully, don't fully love me because you'll be, you'll be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll leave anyway. So. Yeah. And, and in Rob's case, I don't know if he, I don't, I'm not afraid of him leaving, but it's almost like I'm afraid that if you truly know me, mm. that like, uh, that you won't love me or that I'm unlovable. That it'll the, really prove that yeah. you're unlovable. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, something that you've talked really openly about for a long time. Oh, yeah. But I'm just now starting to understand in myself. It's like, oh, my gosh, maybe that is ultimately the root of, of, of most of the struggles that we have in giving and receiving love. Mm-hmm. Do you not agree? No, I do agree. I'm just trying to think about, like, in because terms. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering, like, okay, if we feel, if we feel ourselves as... Uh, you know, unlovable or of unworthy of love, um, all of that has this issue with, with self, then how can we fully give and receive love yeah. in the ways that are um, as bountiful and pure as they could be if we have that strong base of self-love? Oh, right. I get it. And I, and I, and I even feel in my case that I'm like, well, what's the point of trying Oh yeah, sure. You know, Absolutely. it's like eh, you're not, you know, yeah. you're unlovable, so yeah. You know, just kind of do it half ass. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with you. Yeah. And I think And I wonder for you, you do I think we're all like for you and I, and I don't know about you folks, but we're trying to sort of part of us is trying to keep that cycle going like I'm unlovable, I'm unlovable, I'm unlovable, trying to prove it. Mm-hmm. The other part of us, the logical part is probably trying to do the opposite. It's trying mm-hmm. to say like of course you're lovable. Mm-hmm. And you might do it by some of the times by letting people in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like come in, come in, love me, love me, love me, love me. Yeah. And I'll yeah, love yeah, you yeah. and I'll love you and I'll love you. And look how much love there look is. Look how much love there is. And yes. then suddenly you're like, "Whoa." Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's too close. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm just thinking off the top of yeah, my head sure. there. Yeah, me too. Because we all, we, I think in our lives, don't you, you guys agree that you often try to prove your glasses? Oh, you totally try to prove your glasses. the adult self often tries to fix the glasses. Mm-hmm. So you have the, the you have the dichotomy happening yeah, this, all the yeah, time. This, totally. The person trying to prove that, of course, you're unlovable. Mm-hmm. We know that. That's why she looked at you that way or. 
whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the sort of adult self sort of saying, of course you're lovable. You're mm-hmm. a good person. Sort of patting you on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird, I think for me, it's a weird thing happening all, simultaneously all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, another, another like pretty big reflection is that um, self-care is not the same as self-love and you cannot substitute self-love with self self-care. I do think it's a path to get there, but it's not the same. So for example, like, you know, you could, you could go to as many, uh, like yoga retreats and, you know, inspirational speakers and get as much, uh, body work done and, and, you know, have special me days and read as many books like self-help help books. And you could say, look at how much I'm, you know, investing in myself and taking care of myself and right. I'm eating healthy and all that. But, but that isn't going to solve or it's not going to fix, uh, self love, which not is, the, yeah, not, which is what I'm realizing. Cause I'm like, I take, I feel like I'm really good at self care and I, I feel like I yeah. make it a priority and in it, it's, um, it's important to me, but and I, you were so good the other day. Cause you were like, you had that revelation. You're like, wait, Self-care is different than self-love. It absolutely it was, is. And I, was, and I had never thought of that in that context before. Mm-hmm. And of course, yes, of course. It's almost like you have a bucket and you're doing your self-care. So you're filling it and filling it and filling it. But you have a little hole at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you just aren't aware that I keep yeah. filling it. But geez, it keeps, I keep kind of getting empty after a while. Yeah. And so you really yeah. have to get to the the physicalness yeah. of the bucket of love itself. And I think my next step in this process now is trying to figure out like why I don't feel worthy of love and why I feel like if uh people truly knew me then they wouldn't love me. Right. But you're right, B, like you say you're always finding ways to validate this belief anywhere. So I mean I mean anything. Oh. Anything could happen, you know. Uh, it's always this validation, like even a like a stupid shallow one. It's like, oh, tag your favorite Ulan instructor who's changed your life. And I'm like, yep, no one's going to pick me. You know, it's like, see, because I'm unlovable. And they just, you know, they like, no- they like what I do. They just don't like me because yes. I'm unlovable. Yes, exactly. They like everybody else. And, you know, you're good, proving it. Good for me because I made this thing. But you know what? Yeah, it's not actually me they love. It's just what I do that they love. Yes, good point. You know, it's like I can prove it. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And then it makes me feel like shit. Oh, yeah. And for me, I'm like, I don't even look. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I don't care. I don't, I don't need care. their love. I assume they don't love me anyway. And I think that's an interesting... Which is ridiculous, too. Like, that I think means it's... I'm never taking anything in. Even if some one person said, oh, I really changed like... my life. And I'm like, okay, well, you must feel bad because I didn't get any others. So <laughs> thank you so much for that. It's very interesting. And I think, yeah, you and I have a very different approach. You're like, I don't need it. I don't really care. And for me, I'm like, yep, see, I knew that they didn't actually love me anyways. Right. And we're both proving the point. And you can prove your point. We're both proving totally. the point. So what I, the my work is, is... fascinatingly like that. It's a weird, you know, it's the mind is like, yes, I shall prove that. Right. And, you know, I also don't... I. I also like these, these types of things in these types of situations are good for me because I know that true self-love doesn't come from praise from other people. It doesn't come from other people loving you. No, but you it know? does. We do have to, not that we, but we do have to let love in, of course, is what we we're talking do. about. Yes. Um, and we can't base it on praise from others all the time. That's very, it's, it's uh, what's the word when that's very conditional. Sure. Yeah. But of course, 
we have to open ourselves up to it when it comes our way. Yeah. Yes. Not constantly trying to push it away or assuming that it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or even if, so even if three people say, I love you, Kaylee, I love what you do. You're like, yeah, but I should have had 10. Mm. You know, there's always mm-hmm. a comparison, mm. always kind of reminding yourself mm-hmm. instead of just like, oh, that one person said that. Totally. I'm going to let that in. Yeah, I'm going to let that I'm in. I'm going to let that in. Yeah. Yeah. Versus having the comparison, point. that stuff's yeah. always so disappointing. Well, I think, I think that's why we talk about it in this sense of like a triad or, the, or valuing the importance of all of these different ways in which love, the energy of love can flow to and from and through because, you know, you see those people who their self, their, their love is dependent on other people's praise or other people, you know, showing them love and that's how they feel validated Mm -hmm. in in themselves. And then, you know, you see the people who are only giving, 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 giving love and that's how they feel validated and that they are a loving person. You know, I think I just, it's the more, the more I think about this, the more I realize, I just think self-love is very, very, very fundamental to healthy love relationships with anybody else. Yes, even even with our partners, with our children. I think that was when it started to hit me first was mm-hmm. raising kids mm-hmm. for me because I was like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. I'd always had good self-care, you know pursued what I wanted to pursue, mm-hmm. felt very open and kind of free-flowing in my life. And then I had these children, and suddenly I noticed how I was interacting with them. Oh, yeah, totally. And oh I gosh. felt conditional I stuff, and I still do it. Sorry, Ray. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Sam. And Ev. Sorry, Ev. Ev, <laughs> <laughs> you're just forgotten. <laughs> um but it, but when you have those, and and maybe if you don't have kids too, you might notice it on in your friendship relationships, your mm-hmm. more intimate friendship relationships, mm-hmm. where I would be with the kids, and you know something, even with Ray being sick, he's sick right now, and I'm like, but are you sick? Yeah. And I just posted a thing on my page today that Whitney has posted yeah, yeah, yeah. about saying things differently because I do say I'm very conditional, kind of in my speech with them. Yeah. And um, instead of just saying, oh, it looks like you don't feel well, or how are you feeling? Yeah. Sort of being open-ended. Yeah. I, I start right with a judgment. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I do too. I was just, I was, I was just having, well, and I think this is what makes me feel, um, I think this is actually one of the biggest things that makes me feel unlovable, or kind of like, if you really knew me, how could you love me? Because I have those reactions too to my children, and then I'm like, I'm a monster. Oh yeah. I'm a monster. Oh yeah. How could I how could I make Huxley feel bad about what I just made her feel bad about? Like only a monster would do that to their children. Right. It's actually it's fascinating because having kids has made me feel uh even though they've filled my love my life with more love than I could imagine, they actually have um been this incredible mirror back to myself. As to, um, I don't know, I feel like not a good person sometimes as a parent. Yes, I totally agree. And, and then that makes when... me feel like shit because I only wanted these children and I have these beautiful children. And I'm like, why can't I just be so 
grateful that you are here and so patient and so loving and kind to you all the time. And present. And present for present you. Present with them. Yeah. I, um, yes. And and I think maybe it's because, and maybe the whole let love in with my partner too, because I'm like, you are all I wanted. I wanted a family. I wanted this so bad. And then when I feel like I'm not being totally appreciative of it or grateful for it, that's what makes me feel like a monster. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm unlovable. And then you're Who? proving. And then I prove it because I'm like, because did you see how I talked to her? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm unlovable. No one should love me. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a terrible human being. Oh, yeah. I did that this last weekend. Ray wouldn't go up. He ordered a chocolate croissant at breakfast, but he wouldn't. The, so we got our breakfast, but then he, the lady for the nice waitress forgot to give it to us. So I said, we'll just go up and get your croissant. Mm-hmm. Croissant. She's so fancy. Croissant. And then, <laughs> so he's sitting there and my husband's with, with me, with us. There's three of us. And, uh, and I keep saying, go up and get your croissant. <laughs> And he's like, I don't want any right now. I'm, so, I'm like, are you afraid to get your croissant? <laughs> and my voice and my tone is getting yeah. very negative. Yeah. And suddenly I, I hear myself like, Jesus Christ, this is ridiculous. You don't get your fucking croissant. <laughs> and then my husband's like, whoa, 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 calm down. But you see what's really happening is I'm tapping into something even bigger than Ray and the croissant. Of course you are. Yeah. And so, and he doesn't know it. He's just a kid. He doesn't know. Totally. And, and then it's tapping into my unlovableness even deeper down. Because yeah. inside I'm like, there you go. Yeah. You should not be parenting. Yeah. You are not you're up not, to this job. You're not up to the job. You are not up to this job. You can't speak totally. nicely. And again, but then later I go, oh, this is, these are the moments where I really, that's the mirror that I have to focus mm-hmm. on and do the work. Mm-hmm. of love mm-hmm. do the work of love do I love the that. work of love do the work of love oh 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 I, I read this beautiful poem by um Naira Wahid how do you say her name you oh, guys know what I'm Na- talking Naira. about she has beautiful we, we it's read just it it's simple yeah. but it's so like to uh, the point to the point um I, I'm, I'm I'm saying this wrong but this was kind of my takeaway from it she said even love requires love even love requires, that is so true. Is that not the most powerful statement? Even love requires, requires love. Love. That is. Because it's like, yes, of course you love Ray. Of course I the love Ray. The act of love and, and also being, um, giving ourselves grace for when we F it up. Like we also have to love ourselves through these, these mistakes or through these challenging times with love. Yes. Love is maybe the most beautiful, but the most difficult thing that, that we can experience as humans. And it's so funny that, you know, we talk about this in the workshop that we're born in love, you know, that, I mean, babies are love. You know, when you see a little infant, you're not like that baby's full of anger or hate or you just see pure love. Mm -hmm. That little infant, that little being. They're so innocent. There's nothing but love. How how could it be anything other than love? And as they get older, even when they're that tiny, they're just like, they're just so free flowing with their love. They are. They're free flowing in giving it and they're free flowing in receiving it. But somehow over the years, we get put layer and layer and layer and layer on top of it and we turn into people like you and me monsters <laughs> monsters <laughs> right and then we have to go back and do the work of love even yes. though we originated with it yes 
Which Isn't is, that the work of our entire life? It's the work of our entire life. It's right. To go back to that pure state. Yes. Of love. And just let it come and go and come and go. Mm-hmm. Fill and release. Yeah. You know, the whole. It's fascinating. It is me. fascinating. Like this workshop, you guys, <laughs> rocked my world. <laughs> Mine too. The, the, the whole thing. I thought, you know, me and Mike were good. I'm like, well, I'm good. And then, yeah. she, but Kaylee knew because that one day she was saying, um, <laughs> she was saying like, well, you know, me and I don't let Robin. And I'm like, oh, too bad for you. And she was like, okay. She, I saw her look at me. And she's like, well, I'm like, she doesn't know anything. What does she know? <laughs> and then, but during that next workshop, then I looked at her and I said, oh my gosh, I don't let... Mike's love in and you were mm-hmm. like I know <laughs> <laughs> oh I know and I'm so, like oh it's so shocking it's shocking it's shocking and the work we do in that workshop it's so cool because you have to bring these people in if you want in these certain exercises and it's very interesting who we choose and who uh-huh. we changed in mm-hmm. our choices because we started with certain people mm-hmm. and they might have been our easier people mm-hmm. and we're working towards our harder people. Mm-hmm. Now, these are people still that love us. Oh, yeah. They're harder for us to, to let, let in. in. <laughs> exactly. Which yes. is, I find, fascinating. It's fascinating. It's yeah. totally fascinating. Um, yeah, even our most intimate relationships, the ones that we know love us and we love them, it's it's very fascinating to see where it's still challenging. Yeah, it has some hiccups and some barriers. But I love doing this work because just like like you said, you didn't even know. Mm-mm. You know, it's just it's just that awareness and just just being curious because then you can take this the, these these revelations or these, you know, aha moments and you can bring them into your life and into your relationships. I can I can say 100% that I've I've really tried to be more present with my in my um, marriage and like holding eye contact for longer and truly like um, truly feeling love pass between us rather than sometimes just the uh, like logistics of mm-hmm. life. Yes. Talking to be like, okay, yeah, and then I'll do dinner and da 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 like that type of stuff and just and just kind of like uh, just feel like love passing between mm-hmm. us. And, and it really, it's almost like those short meditations, you know, where you think, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you think, well, I have to, to really meditate. I must do 30 minutes to an hour a day. Yeah. But, you know, there is that research where, no, really, you know, I mean, that would be great if we could. And, and that's awesome if you do. But you can do five minutes or one minute of yeah. meditation. Yeah. And it's the same with this let love in mm-hmm. piece. Like even with Mike and I, as we're doing the same thing this morning, the same thing happened. We're like, who's doing the nebulizer? Who's doing this? Where are you going? Who's picking up who? Yeah, it's like And then suddenly logistics. I looked him in the eye and I'm like, look at me. Yeah. And we looked at each other for like a minute. Yeah. And then he was like, are we good? And I'm like, we're good. <laughs> I love that though. I think it's so powerful. Yeah, just to pause and give that person that you're in relationship with your full presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we don't do it that often. No, we don't. We don't. I mean, we don't do it that often, particularly when we just get into ruts and patterns and yeah. ways of living our lives, which is what we do. Like We're very efficient. Tasker. We're efficient yeah. people, like most of us are out there, I'm sure. Yeah. Doing lots of different things. Yeah. I've even tried to notice like back here in the office when we're having like a meeting or something, you know, people are talking and I'm still kind of like, da, 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 way on my computer oh, yeah. or whatever. I've tried to just stop and be like, it can wait. Just yeah, we stop. should close our computers just listen and our to what this person too, is yeah. saying. 
about what they're working on or what they need help with or, you know, where they're at in a project. Just stop and listen. And give them your, your attention. Give them your attention. attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like I posted something the other day about, um, as humans, we all just want to be acknowledged. Mm hmm. Really, yeah. it's not like they were, it was some piece, yeah. someone had written something about, you know, when you go through t- tragedy or heartache, everyone's always trying to make it better. Mm-hmm. Or what can I say to make it better? And this person was saying, really, it's not about making it better. It's just like sitting with the person mm-hmm. through the sadness yeah. and just being present. Like, okay, I'll just be, I acknowledge you yes. feel this is very, very hard. And they're yes. like, yep. And I just want to sit here with you. Yeah. And I think we have to do that in our, with love. Yeah, I We have agree. to acknowledge each other as love beings mm-hmm. and and take those few moments every day to look at each other as a love being, mm-hmm. you know, not just like, there you are, another human, good luck with your day. Yeah, yeah right. You know, running through your, you know, chores. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's so interesting, just, just fascinating, this whole love thing. And it does change kind of how I view people. It totally changes how I... Or I'll, I'll do what I normally do, of course. Like, whatever, you know. But now at least you can be conscientious. Yes, I'll be like, Jane's really bothering me. Or something, and I'll be like, meh. And then all of a sudden I look over and I go, oh, mm-hmm. she's a love being. You know, I just feel like this, yeah. she's she's she wants to be acknowledged in this moment. Yeah, or oh, man. She's struggling. I Jane's having a really hard day today. That's why Jane is acting like a monster. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Jane's having a hard day, and I'm just reinforcing what she wants to be reinforced. Exactly. You it's know, so true. That I'm a bad person. She's yeah. saying, please reinforce that. And so I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. I don't want to reinforce that. You're not a bad person. I want to reinforce the truth. Yes. Which is that you're not a bad person. You're not a bad person. You're trying to make sense of your life just like I am, just like you are, just like everybody is. And we all have different ways of doing it. Yeah. Very true. So Um, really thankful for that workshop. Yeah, I am too. And And the people we've been able to work with. Thankful for the people. It's like just showing up and being able to share that space with you all has... It's just changed my life. Mm-hmm. It really has. Mine um, too. So very impactful. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Again, if you if this is a conversation that you want to engage in um, with the ULA world more, um, go to our website. Go to the connect tab and then go to mind body stuff and we can just chat on there i love chatting i love chatting it's my favorite thing the the most healing the most the most kind of eye-opening moments of my life have been through communication with people who are truly listening and, and truly open to sharing and i just could not be more grateful so thank you all thank you bye Mwah.